The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Bible teacher and author, Beth Moore. Do you know what changed my behavior after years and years of self-destruction? Because I started being a woman of faith. And I started believing by faith, I am someone I don't know myself to be. By faith, I am this beloved, chosen person who is more than an overcomer. It was faith that drove me to live outside the ditch. It wasn't me trying to do the right thing. The top five ways we drain all the fun out of following Jesus, next. Today, I'm James Robinson, Betty and I are so thrilled to have this time. We've been having so much fun with the audience. We've been laughing, and it is, we, we've just really had a, a great time. Have we had a nice time already before we even get started? And, and if you've never come to Life Today taping, we'd love for you to come. Uh, Beth Moore is actually teaching on fun with Jesus. And all this audience can tell you we've been having fun before we even came on the air. I mean, real joy. And uh, it's just incredible when people love God and love one another. And it just seems like it's almost rare in a lot of places, even in churches. It's like people who say they love God don't seem to like each other. And, uh, you know, you get around some church people, it's kind of scary. It's kind of tough to seemingly like some of them. Isn't that sad? Shouldn't be that way. Well, I think Beth Moore's going to help us. And we can have fun with Jesus. We can have that joy and that peace that passes understanding. Here's Beth Moore. Would you welcome her? We're glad you're here. talking about five ways that we take all the fun out of following Jesus. And four is we have very little faith in the miraculous, very little faith in the miraculous. Let me tell you what is at stake here, because we'll have a whole lot of people that will not believe God still does any kind of wonders in our day, let alone that he's going to do anything that is particularly like just stunning out there, let alone that he could ever in the, somewhere on the edge of Africa raise the dead, which has been reported. All sorts of things going on out there, reaching people in closed countries through dreams and all sorts of things. But no, we're not going to believe any of that. Instead, we're going to think that the whole point is, I'm not, I'm not going to believe in the miraculous. I am just going to live righteously. And listen, I'm, I'm for doing the right thing. I'm, I'm for living righteously. I'm for, for the pursuit of godliness. But let me tell you something. Old Testament and New Genesis 15, then we see it all over the New Testament. We see it in James. We're going to see it right here in Romans chapter 4. It is faith God credits as righteousness. It is faith He credits as righteousness. So do you understand what's happening when we exercise no faith and what He says He can do, but we're going to do all the right things? He's going, I think you've got that reversed. And somebody's going, well, why isn't doing the right thing important? Listen, of course we are, but we do it by faith. Do you know what changed my behavior after years and years of self-destruction? Because I started being a woman of faith. And I started believing by faith, I am someone I don't know myself to be. 
By faith, I am this beloved chosen person who is more than an overcomer. It was faith that drove me to live outside the ditch. It wasn't me trying to do the right thing. Me trying to do the right thing just got me in ditch after ditch after ditch. It was faith. It's faith that he credits his righteousness. You'll see it at the first of Romans 4 all the way to the end where he says, and not only Abraham, but all that come behind him will be credited for righteousness by their faith. I love it where it says in Romans chapter 4 in verse 19, he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in the faith and gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Anybody? I want you to jot down a verse, and I'm going to read it to you, but I want you to have it down. Mark 6, 5, and 6. I just think it's gorgeous. It's, it's just, I, just to, for God to have seen to it that this would go down on holy writ so that we could look back at it and have proof of this. Listen to this. This is Jesus in Nazareth, and it says in verse five and six, and he could not do mighty works there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. He literally, they had such unbelief, he could not work any miracles among them. That the way, the symbiosis of what God has sovereignly chosen to do is that he wants to come into a partnership where he allows us, he can do whatever he wants. He could turn the whole earth upside down. He could have done anything in that town he wanted to, but he has so sovereignly chosen to come into a partnership where we come to him with our faith and that gives him a welcome to do all manner of things. So when we don't walk in faith, when we have unbelief, all it does is reaffirm to us we were right because we believe him for little, we see little. We've seen little, so we believe even less. And so we see even less. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it goes down. So we keep affirming. We keep promising to people, no, he doesn't. I know he doesn't because I, I've lived all this time. I've been a Christian all this time. I've never seen it. Why? Because we keep reaffirming our own unbelief because he's going, you know what? I really, I am marveling over you. I love you. I love you. I have such a plan for you, but I am marveling that you do not realize there is nothing I cannot do. Listen, I want to err. If I'm going to err, let me err on the side of faith. Let me get there and go, you know, you were so cute about that, Beth. Anybody know what I'm you were, you were darling about that. You were wrong. <laughs> but I just loved that you wanted me to. I love that you wanted me to. It wasn't in my plan to do that, but I do want you to know I thought you were real cute wanting me to. Anybody? Anybody? Sometimes um, we, we won't even go to the work that finally gets us to the fun. Anybody? I'll never forget the hardest thing we ever did at the ministry. Um, some years ago at Living Proof Ministries, we, we had a big, big Tuesday night Bible study um, that brought in women from all over the city, all different denominations. And this particular time, we decided that right on the spot, I was going to write the material they were doing. I had just gone into it wanting to do a, a series of sessions. It was just going to be lectures. I wasn't going to do any writing with it. And then I decided, you know what? I think I will write with it. And so while we were doing it, I was writing it at the same time. My group was trying to get it into homework where they could get it to them week by week. We worked our heads off. It was called believing God. And so it was so funny and ridiculously like God that it would be that 
particular kind of subject matter that would call us to have to believe him with everything we had in us. I took all the staff on a retreat because we were all exhausted when it was over with. All exhausted, but we had seen miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. God had given us the holy nod over and over again, and we had seen it and seen it. We were exhausted. We went on a retreat as soon as it was over, and we were all sitting out at a bonfire one night, and the woman who had had us to her property was some ranch property out in, out in the hill country of Texas. For whatever reason, she had given us all bandanas because we'd come to Texas to a ranch and we all had them around our necks and we were sitting at the bonfire and there was really loud. She had a, a fair amount of acres so nobody could hear us. There were loudspeakers and we had, there was all sorts of praise music that was playing. One of my sisters on staff pulled off her bandana, jumped to her feet. And I, when I say she started running, and started waving that bandana. And she started dancing and praising God. Let me tell you, this wasn't even us. This was, well, it might have been me, but I mostly did it at home. <laughs> I'm telling you, every one of us, we kind of try not to speak of it now because, you know, <laughs> what happened? Because some of them would never do that. Never do that in public. Every one of us. I mean, because what had we done? We, we were like bruised and bloody over it. But it was done. It was done. And God had been just phenomenal among us. And I mean, we danced and we shouted and we, so we laughed. It was one of the funnest nights of our lives. Because we worked hard enough at faith to party at the party. <laughs> Last one, number five is this. We're talking about, in case you're new with us, five ways that we can just drain all the fun out of following Jesus. And so I'm being very serious in this particular series about fun because I think it is fun to follow Jesus. I think it's exciting. I, uh, listen, I've been through a lot of hard things, a lot of hard things, but my buddy Janice Meyer, she works uh, with um, Life Outreach and, and with Life Today and is on the other side of, of all this business. I wonder if we can show her Janice, I would just wish you'd let them, but they can show a picture of you, do whatever. One of my dearest friends and one of my heroes in the faith, that, that woman has been all over the globe taking pictures of people in, in all sorts of uh, conditions of need, starving to death, um, not enough water, um, going through disease, whatever it may be, um, uh, tra human trafficking, all over the world taking pictures. I mean, sometimes I by herself in all sorts of conditions. She said not long ago she was in the worst hotel she'd ever been in. It was $3, and she said it was way overpriced. <laughs> way overpriced. I mean, she and I, we know what it's like to hide one another in, behind a bush so that because there was no place to go to the ladies' room. There was nothing. I mean, out in the middle of nowhere, and we both said the same thing. Both of us have gone through hardship. Both of us have cried our eyes out over pain in our lives and things that did not go well and things that broke our hearts. But we were talking, and the reason why I want to bring her up to you is because she's not married with children and grandchildren. She's a single woman, never been married, and she has not spent her life pining over why she was not married. She just like got up and went. Jesus said, follow. 
follow me and I will make you fishers of children, of men, of women, of people all over this globe. Listen, she would have never known she was going to go all over the globe. If she would have, maybe she would have gone on that first trip uh, with sight and not faith. But she went on the first one. Then she went on the second one. Listen, you're tired when you get home. You're so jet lagged. You don't know. You've seen suffering. You've seen all of this. It, it doesn't always go well. But you know what we both said? We both said, we said this in the car on the way home last night. And I mean, she was bawling and I was about to. I, I, we said, if we have a coherent thought before we die, what we would most want to say is look up at the heavens and say to Jesus, I have had the biggest blast with you. I have had the biggest blast with you. Last Sunday at our church, my son-in-law is my pastor. It's a beautiful thing. Our uh, praise team was leading us in worship. We were all on our feet. It was about the third song in. Oh, I'm getting a lump in my throat thinking about it. Uh, Y'all are not even going to think it's a big deal. I don't know why I'm about to cry about it. Um, And our worship leader led us into Matt Redmond's song, Never Once. And I was looking around. It's a really really young church, a lot, because my my son-in-law is young. And uh, I'm just looking around at everybody. And we sit to where the, very often the praise team is right in the middle and so is the podium. And we're all around. It's not a huge room, but we're all around it. So you can see everybody as, as you're looking around. I'm just looking around the faces and we're singing these words. It, it came out in, in 2012, so it probably is very familiar to some. I want you to listen to these words. Standing on this mountaintop, looking just how far we've come, knowing that for every step you were with us kneeling on this battleground, seeing just how much you've done, knowing every victory was your power in us. Scars and struggles on the way, but with joy our hearts can say, yes, our hearts can say, never once did we ever walk alone. Never once did you leave us on our own. You are faithful. God, you are faithful. I could not sing a word of it, a word of it, because all I could do is cry. Because I looked around that room and I just wanted to say to everybody, I promise you, he will be so faithful to you. If you will go with him, you cannot believe, you cannot believe what he will show you and use you to do. And no, it won't always be fun. Sometimes you'll feel so beat up and sometimes you'll feel so tired, but you're going to anyway. That's the fallen earth we live on. You're you're not going to have that great a time anyway. You might as well have a great time with Jesus through your bad time. Listen, listen. This is how it goes. This is how it goes. My God is faithful. Number five, we cannot fathom that Jesus could enjoy us. This is what keeps people from having fun with Jesus, from enjoying Jesus, because we cannot fathom that he could enjoy us. Do you realize he loves you? What else could he do? He chose you. He chose us. He set the thing up this way. He knew we were just jars of clay and about us, his people. Zephaniah 3.17 says, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you in his love and he will exult over you was singing, I cannot explain why he loves us like he does, but he does, he does. 
And when you step out in faith, he is proud of you and he enjoys you. And I think there are times when maybe Jesus just throws his head back and he laughs at your courage. <laughs> he laughs at what you were willing to do because you believed with all of your heart. That's what he was calling you to do. He loves you. He enjoys you. He exalts over you. Oh, have some fun with him. <laughs> right. Let's pray. Father, you know what I'm asking you for? I am asking you that even the biggest doubter on the other side of that screen will be intrigued enough to say, if there's any part of you that is like that, all right, bring me into that. Bring me into that. I'll take that because life's hard. But you, you are a thrill. You are Lord and you are master. We are called to obedience. But Lord, there is nothing in the human realm like engaging in the holy, romantic adventure with you. I adore you. Lord, I want every one of them to know what it is like to skip in snake boots in your presence, in the wild and wonderful, untamable name of Jesus the Christ, amen. <laughs> Beth, you are, you're amazing. And I know you're watching because you try to watch every day when you can. And you are such a joy. And Jesus does offer us a joy and a peace that is beyond comprehension, but not beyond our ability to experience it and really enjoy being in his presence. Don't you love the way Beth teaches? She's such a, such a blessing. You She's know. a joy. She and she understands what it is to have fun with mm -hmm. Jesus. I want to show you something, and I really, I really want to preface it by saying this. You will come on to be blessed and to get in God's Word and hopefully get God's Word in you. And then oftentimes you'll go on to another place because you're saying, I know, what James, I know you and Betty. Uh, you're actually going to ask us to, to help somebody. You're right. But would you, would you just pause? Would you pause like some who are so faithful, captivated, by the love of God to the point they at least want to look and see if perhaps they could help or at least pray for the help that's needed. I want you to do that. I want you to hear a 14-year-old, know the situation, and pray that God will be an answer to her heart cry and her need. And just fit in any way. And by the way, praying for the situation. That's big. Watch. Oh, no, I'm not hoping I... 
lang tụt đá tâm chơi ngon hai bát hai có bóng dầu kia là khơi thời gian thôi bây giờ mình lại bóng bẹ nên ai kết hạ hai chơi nó một cái rồi chui vô rồi mình tạm mình nơi chẳng á thôi mình đang tập game chui thôi cái hai cái lôi hai cái tập bát bắt đầu pe từ lâu mà bắt đầu bây giờ vài giờ lôi à hai lôi đại cái ai cái vài giờ anh ra xong rồi hai cô chụp đam chụp đam cái thằng quê nắng tư hổ pe hổ pe hổ pe hổ pe bạn con môi pe pe này nhưng bò cún nó về từ bé mà để tam suôn đại mình đi đi lại về cái tam suôn là pe cún cá ao cá nương pe cún spin này thì cá cún mà mình lấy cái nhung của ao cún là cái đấy chọn bàn côn nó sẽ luôn phải không? chơi mà quay chơi nó sẽ khai khai côn này bên côn này khai côn khỉ luôn tiệt không côn để dừng cái thang không côn cả mà tao mới dừng chơi một côn cái chuyện đó kia chơi nó And God says he will provide a way, a way of escape. And it is provided by love. Father, I want to just say to you, God, I can't handle this. I am not capable of inspiring the love and the compassion and the desire to share that a person must now be moved by to reach out in love. I can't do it. I'm asking you to do what that girl's heart longs for and so many like her. I'm asking you to give her a way of escape and give her hope and a future and use those who can hear your voice and respond to the love you have for others and share it in Jesus' name. I'm not even going to try to persuade you. I feel totally 100% inadequate. All I know is that what I saw and what I've seen around the world, God sees, and he has made it very clear that we as believers who know Christ are his body, which means that we are an extension of his hands and expressions of his heart. And I think the very fact that you're even watching is that you're in touch with that. And what you've seen, you're moved by, and you want God to provide a miracle. What I believe, I believe you are the expression of that love and that miracle. It's a miracle of love. We can rescue these girls. Love from people like you has built the largest rescue center, the House of Destiny, largest place like this to reach these girls and children that are being taken and trafficked in the world. It's magnificent, it's beautiful, it's built by love. Love from people like you. And then another rescue center, we can't show you, it's in the same basic area, known as the sex capital of the world, where we can actually get them and the predators can't get them back. You made that happen. And then in all the other countries, where we have to work behind the scenes and undercover, 
covered by the love of God and the support of people like you. Rescuing people, it's a miracle. It's an indescribable miracle that only love can provide. So what we're asking you to do, and this is our last week, and Betty, I've been praying, we need an outpouring of love. This is the only time this year we plan to ask for your help. We need a miracle. We're asking every person to simply make the largest gift you can. $128 is what it takes to rescue one person. $32 or $64, you might say, I couldn't do the $128, but listen, give the $32 or $64 and pray three or another one join you. And we'll have that. There's some of you who could rescue 10 and make a $1,280 gift. I believe you'll do it. We have some expressions of thanks for you. You're going to appreciate. But boy, what you're going to be giving is a miracle in the name of the Lord Jesus. You're going to be expressing his love. Lifetoday.org, go there. Use your bank card, make a gift. If you want to dial the number, many are calling for prayer every day. Call today to be an answer to prayer, would you? Here's my gift. Whatever God put on your heart, and we need to hear from every one of you that have been moved by the Spirit of God to give whatever God leads and enables you to give. Would you please do it? You call the number, use your bank card like a check. If you want to write a check, make it to life. But call us and tell us you're mailing it. We need to know this week so we can let the missionaries and relief workers know support and help is on the way because of the love of God. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for making that gift. Innocent children created to be happy, loved, and cared for are being abducted and sold at the hands of violent predators. Their spirit and bodies broken under horrific emotional and physical abuse. Through Mission Rescue Life, you can reach out to save children vulnerable to sex traffickers. You can help rescue those already enslaved. And you can restore their lives with hope for a future. Your gift today of only $128 will help rescue a child and change their destiny forever. With gifts of $64 or $32, we will combine your support with others to help rescue one more child from the shame and pain of sexual slavery. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you the Light of the World Scented Candle. This beautiful candle encased in a frosted glass burns with a wonderful scent. Its flame is a reminder of your part in being a light to the world, especially to young women trapped in the darkness of human trafficking. Your gift helps provide them with hope and a way out. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280 to help rescue 10 children, and you may request our beautiful new Majesty Bronze Sculpture. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today. Thank you for watching, waiting, praying, and seeking to be an answer to prayer. This beautiful candle is in fact just what I said, it's beautiful. Light of the world. You're gonna treasure this. I think every time you look at it, you're gonna realize we can be a light in somebody's dark world. We can illuminate the way. Thanks for doing it. Thanks for your help and your prayers. Encourage your friends to join us on Life Today. We're going to help them go on a journey in the will of the Father in the very center of his will and his love and help you on that journey. Go to the stream. I hope you go there daily because we're going to be talking about the things that should matter and we're going to look at them with wisdom and address them with prayerful concern and active participation in leadership.
God bless you. Thank all of you for being here. Dr. Robert Jeffers tackles difficult questions like, can people be saved who have never heard of Christ? And do children automatically go to heaven when they die? Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.